0: Ladies and gents, we are delighted to welcome to the show Andrew Denbina for his weekly Tuesday chat. Wow. Andrew, because are you there? You me up there. Oh, wow, we can yeah. hear you indeed. This works. <laughs> this is brilliant. How are you doing?
1: Good, thanks. I'm, uh, I'm sitting in the sunshine it in, a, nice, uh, in a cafe. It? Yeah, it's, um, it, I'm on the border of uh, Shung Wan and um, Sai Wan districts, looking at a really nice blue sky. It makes a change.
0: Practically on the mainland? No, not quite. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. Well, I'm I was showing one. All right, so um, what, have got to, yeah. what have you got for us on the yeah. menu today then?
1: Okay, well, I'll dive in first at our appetizer. Pellet cleanser will be global news um, about COVID 19. Um, a new research, bit of research, has been done. Obviously, it's hit. The pandemic has hit the food and beverage industry segments. I've discussed this with Noreen before, the impact on restaurants and bars internationally and locally over the past year and nine months of the pandemic in this Tuesday segment. But very recently, within the last two weeks, I came across a survey that examines the effects COVID has on brand values, oh. that's the big brands in food, food and drinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's research. Yeah, it's researched some quite interesting facts and statistics. Uh, how things have been different in the last year. It's a brand new report then from Brand Finance, based in the UK, an independent brand valuation uh, consultancy type of jobby, and um, they they look at how specific brands. Make their money uh, in the food and beverage industry, and in this pandemic era, when it comes to uh, like what the what how the brands have done, the two biggies, like real giants, are Coca Cola Company and Nestle SA, which uh, SA I think means like limited company in in certain parts of Europe. Yeah. they really. Normally, they set the bar uh, in global profits from food and drink, but they have suffered, according to this report. And to me, I was a bit surprised to learn that because I've been hearing and reporting about some wine companies and other segments of the food industry, uh, food and drink industry, that have managed to have a bumper time during lockdowns or restricted out-of-home activities. I was going so to say, it, I it's thought, surprising. Yeah, because, yeah um, definitely. I thought so, too without yeah, wishing on. to
0: cast aspersions on people's sort of personal habits i would have thought a lot more people have been drinking at home and having more takeaways exactly involves soft drinks so food and beverage well, may not they're... have suffered in in all departments yeah. as it were
1: well that, that's that's precisely what i was thinking and uh, it certainly has been the case in a lot of the uh, booze makers whether it's wine beer um or the harder stuff spirits um, that that has been definitely the case, and I've reported on that previously. But the, the thing is that uh, this report also spotlighted the fact that during the pandemic, uh, a huge amount of pressure has been on food and drink industry logistics. So oh. supply, yeah, supply chains and panic buying. Remember when some of our yes. shelves here in Hong Kong went bare? <laughs> yeah. That was bizarre, um, it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. What, was, there, was it was with with supermarkets or places near you that ran out of stuff? Well, yes,
0: because where I live, I live, live. In, I live in Saikong and there's a, a, only one supermarket okay. within sort of um, spitting distance, and that sort of fair, emptied out fairly quickly once people started panicking because, of course, they come from miles around and they don't want to go into town because they're all paranoid about their health. Yeah. So they head for the local yeah. and um, empty the shelves. Yes, that was quite strange. Um, we didn't suffer some for alert, too some- long, but
1: it, right, it wasn't right. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I found that it, it was similar where I live on an outlying island. Um, also, people didn't want to go into town if necessary. Hmm. So the the uh, yeah the grocery shops did run out of certain things. And when I went into town to do work and I would go to supermarkets, I also found, of course, uh, I did jump on the bandwagon and made my first ever, <laughs> ever loaf of bread during, during oh, really? the year. Uh, I uh, thought you were uh, going to say you made your yeah, first ever yeah. bulk
0: purchase. <laughs>
1: Oh no! Yeah, that that would that would be quite hard in Hong Kong. I don't know if they have those kind of bulk uh, supermarkets. I've not come across any. But, no, um, but you could have not, just emptied not, the not...
0: shelves like everybody else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't have stopped that's, you on that. That's think. true. That's true. Just shove everything as as much as possible into a, into a trolley. trolley yeah. yeah. Well, exactly, exactly. Well, um, I I found it really hard to uh, you know first world problems to uh, to get some uh, to try and get some uh, white. Flour that would be suitable for baking. So that was, uh, you know, that was a good excuse actually for putting it off for many months. Kept <laughs> saying to the uh, to, to Mrs. Dembina, I was going get, to get, get, turn my hands to making a loaf, but uh, finally, finally I, I found a shelf that did have a... But anyway, I'm digressing big time. But it's, uh, um, the, but that, <laughs> that was, <laughs> but that was one of the serious reasons that uh, that the when stock got depleted uh, from. All sorts of countries. It was like a Mexican wave. We had it here because we had COVID before other places. But then we heard about it in Australia, Europe, and so those the uh, the supply chain wasn't there to get stuff in in time. So that was the problem. There were the distancing was uh, happening in factories. There were fewer people on the production lines, but they were working around the clock. Instead, if they weren't doing that at normal times, they were working longer hours with fewer people to, uh, to try and reduce the spread of the infection or to, put it, or to pass it on to the food items, or everything was done very carefully, of course. So the highest-ranking company in the food sector in the past year was, uh, it's called Vervi, um which is what nestle call themselves uh in their hq in switzerland oh. and it pulled in it pulled yeah it pulled in a kind of a, a not too shabby 19.4 billion us dollars in 2021 uh year on year uh, from 2000. yeah not bad is it that's um for, that that's 151 billion hk dollars so you know you can't grumble too much but but it was but it was down so it was nineteen point four u s and it was down from twenty point three well you know not many of us will shed a tear for that, but it's uh but it but it but it, but it does point to the fact that um uh, that it, as we said we would have thought that that things would be up rather than down Indeed. and on on to yeah onto the other one that I mentioned before, the fizzy brown soda purveyor coca cola uh, brand finance said that um that it, they, they also were down on sales as well, um, despite the fact that they sell a staggering 1.9 billion servings of uh, of Coca-Cola. That means that's measured in glasses. A serving is about 330 millilitres. Yeah. 1.9 billion servings a day each day. No way.
0: 200- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting stat in itself, isn't it? That's scary. Um, so... It is, actually, yeah. I think it's good for cleaning. If people are using it to clean their, their tarnished jewellery, it's okay. But I think they're drinking it probably. It's probably good for the so. dentists as well. Yeah, it is. There, maybe there was a boom in dentistry. But those figures are down from what they normally are. Right. So, anyway, moving on to another topic. Um, the, there's. I was wondering if food and drink festivals were still happening globally because of relaxations or things getting more locked down. So I looked into that this week, and to an extent they are happening. Australia, no, because they've got locked down in Victoria and other places, and they've had to uh, cancel some food festivals that were supposed to be happening. But the UK where relaxation has been kicking in for the last couple of weeks. Uh, There's something about to happen. Well, there are a few different ones, but I'm just going to mention one that sounds really appealing, actually. Mm -hmm. In Salisbury, in southern England, yeah, it's going to host its annual 10-day food festival very soon, in a couple of weeks, taking place in the marketplace and Guildhall Square. I do remember going to Salisbury uh, because I, I, I did grow up in the UK and went to Devon holidays with my family and we used to pass through Salisbury sometimes and just have a good look around. It's going to have things like um, you know locally produced um, uh, food and uh, in- ingredients grown locally, locally brewed uh, beer, tent and, and not only that but during the 10-day festival that starts on the 27th of August um, the, uh, there's going to be live music playing and free outdoor theatre in uh, in the garden grounds of the Salisbury Art Centre, which will uh, also include um, some bands playing in between theatrical events and some complimentary savoury snacks and glass of pims. That all sounds so appealing, doesn't sounds it? Sounds very summery um, as well. Yeah, really nice um and um but but we have had our own festival of sorts moving on to things local in hong kong that just ended yesterday yes the uh, from Expert. the twelfth. 12- yeah, exactly. The Hong Kong Food Expo was here between uh, the 12th and 16th, which was yesterday. And it attracted more than 370,000 visitors, so no wow. small events. Um, that's, that's like, you know, I mean, that's getting close in, uh, you know, it's half a million, between quarter and a half a million. But it was very different to the affair that, uh, that is normally held, where it would be even more, there'd be more than that, because... Uh, you know, there was no. It's been reported in news. There was no taste testing yes, during no to the COVID. Uh, exactly, exactly. But as is tradition, though, I don't know if you heard about this, and it always does get reported, that people do literally run in when the doors open on the first day to snap up the uh, the bargains, such as uh, one dollar, <laughs> uh, one Hong Kong dollar tint of abalone and the like. <laughs> um, How it's, it's a real. Yeah, it's a tradition, and um, exhibitors were. Actually, quite nice, I guess, for those attending, busy dishing out freebies to compensate for the fact that people weren't allowed to taste anything. There were more complimentary things given away, uh, sample packs and so on. Um, And they encouraged people that came in the first few days. They were saying, you know, go try it at home. And there were people that came back more than once. It was reported by local print media in the hong kong standard uh, a woman was interviewed who went on the friday which i think was day 1 or 2 and the uh, a, 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 an elderly a senior aged woman surnamed learn um had heard about something that had run out in the day that she went there and she came back uh the next day and queued for two hours for oh, what was a uh, <laughs> yeah it was uh, yeah it was an organic chicken dish pre-prepared that uh, that normally cost about 120 bucks and uh and she got it for a dollar and oh. uh and that's yeah that's uh so there was there were there were other things going on too. Another woman that was uh interviewed called Vian Chan gave a full name, unlike the elderly woman was uh, on a spending spree to compensate for the fact that she wasn't going travelling this year. She normally likes to go to Japan, apparently, according to the report, and she forked out about six hundred Hong Kong dollars on Okinawan lime tea. And other Okinawan Japanese food products because it's one of her favourite parts of Japan. That's quite quite nice to get a taste of something. I mean, we could—it's a nice idea actually to do that from any grocery stores or, or specialist grocery stores. To um, and people have been getting into that. I've spoken to Noreen about this before. Uh, I think I did one whole Tuesday chat about this about how to some ideas for things that we can get easily in Hong Kong, European and Asian to cook food at home. Which are, you know, give us a taste of the places that we would like to be going to but
0: can't. Holiday so. treats at home kind of thing. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. I would imagine and, though uh, that a, to the, sorry. Yeah. I was no, gonna go say on. I would imagine no, no, at yeah. the expo that sales would have been massively down because people weren't able to sample or taste things, so they were kind of relu- would be kinda of reluctant to spend hundreds of dollars on something they couldn't try first. So That's I, right, yeah. i imagine you, revenue yeah. is down though for all the vendors.
1: Yeah, there hasn't been a figure released yet on the uh, on the revenue yet, but uh, just on the number that have attended. But uh, there, but there were there were there were further people. I mean, I, I mentioned you know these are not huge amounts of money. Six hundred dollars one woman spent on Okinawan stuff. Another shopper uh, called Bobo Tire, who was in a report, uh, spent about a thousand dollars in the first hour of being there. That's more like it. That's better. A thousand dollars in an hour. Yeah, uh, we, we, her and her teenage son were just roaming around. And they bought, and this is quite an eclectic uh, selection for the shopping bag: mooncakes, frozen meat, and Japanese peaches. Oh, there wow. you go. That's a, a that's a varied uh, amount of stuff to take home. Um, so moving moving on, I've got one last thing to mention if I've got time. Todd, sure, I? of course. So, you. Uh, yeah. So so um, something which uh, is uh, a kind of controversial, well, or unusual bit of news: a Hong Kong restaurant owner was uh, in trouble. Um, about a week or so ago about saying, uh, about uh, false pretenses, really, um, uh, putting down abalone as being in breakfast dishes, which included abalone and ham macaroni soup. Wow. Interesting breakfast. <laughs> and uh, abalone, a, a, abalone and ham omelettes. Um, and he got busted by the Hong Kong uh, Customs Department, who had a complaint from the public who was suspicious that the abalone being touted was actually squid oh, and so yeah following up on this fishy report um, the uh, uh, the customs officer uh, with a with a very finely tuned palate i suppose went in and tasted that uh, in in his or her opinion it was indeed uh, squid not abalone that was being used in those two dishes and so the director of this chan chan teng cafe in tai Po was accused of supplying food with false trade descriptions oh. after uh, a uh, that after that operation by one customs officer to find out that squid was definitely in it i don't know it, there's no no further detail on whether they actually kind of did a mr bean and wrapped up a bit of uh, <laughs> squid in a, in, a, in a serviette and put it in, in the pocket and uh, and then took it away to a lab or something to be tested to be sure how but, bizarre but it was it was found out yeah, and so uh, the woman, who's a 47-year-old, was accused of that, and she faces the prospect, not been charged yet, of either five years in jail, uh, oh, five years in jail and a $500,000 Hong Kong dollar fine. That uh, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the worst case scenario. That's the, that's the most it could be. So, those are the mixed bag of all sorts that I... Uh, that I've that I've got for you today quite a
0: diverse menu thank you very much for that update. great stuff
1: okay good 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 sharing it over I should say yeah fantastic okay
0: great stuff thanks very much Andrew we'll talk to you again next week I believe cheers yeah good one thanks bye for now bye